0: The state screwed up. We screwed up. Now, I voted against the budget that took all of our state money and used it to fill our 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 incredible deficit on the on the state level. I voted against that because we should have been using a a portion of those dollars to invest in human beings, to invest in making sure that individuals have what they need to get through these tough times. Hello and welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker.
1: The aim of this podcast is to connect you to the stories and personalities living in or affecting the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. We talk to business owners, musicians, authors, students, politicians, and maybe even you. On this episode, we talk with Peter Schweier, member of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, representing District 22 in Lehigh County, which covers a lot of Allentown, South Allentown. Peter is Allentown born and bred. We talk about his time growing up there, what got him into politics. We talk about how his district was on the other side of the state a few years ago. The current COVID situation, including the state choosing to use billions in Care Act money for budgetary purposes. And, of course, hot dogs. Oh. And we talk about some gremlins to boot. This is the final episode for season three of the Leah Valley We Love podcast. We hope you enjoyed this season. I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsor, Burke Insurance Agency. Look for season four soon, but before that, here's Representative Peter Schweier. Alright. We don't cool. do we don't do political podcasts, but today's an exception. But this
2: isn't even gonna be really political. It's not yeah. political. Peter, I'm happy to have you on. This is more like a, a Twitter um, conversation off of Twitter because that's where I interact with you mostly.
0: I mean, listen, I, I, I had a great Twitter uh, conversation uh, the other day about the fact that we really need to remake Jingle All the Way and also Gremlins, two movies that had so much potential for the holidays that they just don't hold I agree, up. I, if know, we could do Die Hard meets Jingle All the Way, it would be the greatest holiday movie of all time.
2: And I'm like, people get mad about remakes. Like, I, I get it. But then I always think about high school plays or like Shakespeare, right? He gets remade all the time and it's just a different view on it. So who said you can't do Gremlins 37 times?
0: Listen, He's you can totally do Gremlins 37 times and I play guitar poorly, but <laughs> I, you know, there's interpretations of different musicians. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, honestly, Gremlins, it has a lot of potential to be great again. Like, let's make Gremlins great again. Can we do that? Uh, I, I think that should be our next campaign strategy.
2: You know, you're right, because Die Hard has been getting a lot of love. You can't see I'm yeah. not going to turn my camera here. I, have, uh, I did a Photoshop of myself of the Die Hard poster for a contest. Like, dope. And, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, Die Hard has been getting so much love about Christmas. Yeah, sure. I, I can see somebody else taking the mantle for a little while. Gremlins again, doesn't get
0: a lot of love. Again, Die Hard meets Jingle all the way. You get rid of the creepy Phil Hartman character, who says no?
2: Phil? Well, I'm in. So, <laughs> sorry. Are you? Well, no, no, it's great. Um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was funny because I was watching last night this movie called Christmas Tornado. No, Christmas Twister. Oh. It's something that we found. I don't know if you remember the movie. Oh, man, I was not prepared for this song Starship Troopers. I remember Starship Troopers, yes. The lead guy, his name's Casper Van Dien, and he was in this movie called Christmas Twister, which I think probably aired on, like, the Lifetime Network. Yes, from 2012. Lifetime? Not, like, sci-fi, huh? Okay. No, you know what? It could have been. It's, look it up when you're out of here. It's horribly awesome. I love all the movies this time of year. It's been, being quarantined, you know, and especially the last, you know, the the recent announcements, you can't even go out as much. You should, you know, be, be safe. But we've been doing so much watching and stuff, even if you don't want to, you like, there's not much to do. What
0: obscure things can we, can we look at? And, and what's going to hold our attention in the meantime? Right. So like I started rewatching the West wing, uh, because by the way, I, hi, I'm a political nerd. I started watching, okay, watching West wing about a month and a half ago. It's coming off of Netflix on Christmas Eve. So now I'm cramming in all the West wing, but I also did shit screen, which by the way, was the funniest thing I've seen and oh, my God, I can't even to tell you how long. So, like, I've done, like, sort of the popular obscure mm-hmm. watches, the, the ones that are getting attention, Mandalorian, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I haven't done, like, the crazy, uh, like, the, the absolutely just absurd Christmas stuff. I, I just, I can't. I just can't. Did
2: you watch? Wait, did you watch the one with Colonel Sanders and um, Mario Lopez? It's 16 minutes long. It's worth your time. All right, I could, I could,
0: I'll, I'll give it 16 minutes. If you told me it was 17, I'd be out.
2: But the great thing about that, I, I find it fascinating, because we were marketers, right? For Clearly, sure. it's a, it's KFC and Lifetime came together, and you know, normally as a consumer, you'd be like, "Get out of here! I'm not watching." But the way that they did it is so like guys we know this is horrible we're gonna make it really just juicy bad but you're gonna love it because we have mario lopez and these other sincere actors
0: so i was just i, blown I just away want to say, i just want to say you called mario lopez a sincere actor i, mean, I just mario mentioned you a little Lope. bit he's a good guy
2: so I, cool. you know, I'm, 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 i've been following mario since i was like
0: you're not that much older than me so you know
2: so well, I, I watched, watched every Mary episode bell. of by the bell
0: every single i listen i also had a crush on lisa turtle he <laughs> says no i <laughs> exactly. Hey, I want to talk about something. Ac- we'll get back to this because I want to talk yeah, sure, about too.
2: <laughs> so you're with, you know, um, legislative district 22, correct? In downtown, um, yeah. which is without going into specifics, a lot of South Allentown Southside and Center City, Southside and Center City. Um, and I, I was looking on the map, and I can, I'll include this in the notes when I'm talking about looking at the district correct. map, and it just looks like spaghetti. Because you have Bethlehem, and then when you get into Center City, it's just—it's just crazy how these things develop. Your district didn't even exist. What, two thousand fifteen? Well, can now, you
0: explain it, that so, to me? But yeah. So, so there's a there's a there's a um, uh, there's a there's a goal to make every legislative district the same size in terms of population. Now, there's a little bit of a standard deviation, but basically, they're all about sixty-two thousand five hundred people okay. roughly. And people move, people come and go, and they're right. moving it out. So in 2012, now, the, I mean, I could get into court cases and all kinds of stuff nah, like that. I just I'll try, I'll do it. But, but the Lehigh Valley's population has grown exponentially over the course of the last 30 years. Western PA has shrunk. Uh, exponentially over that Mm -hmm. same amount of time so there's always going to be movement when we redraw the lines there's the there's the nefarious gerrymandering but then there's also just a recognition that legislative districts are supposed to have roughly the same amount of people in it so we were at a point where the 132nd legislative district which which is basically the west end of allentown and parts of center city as it was designed uh, had over eighty-seven thousand people in it, oh, okay. and we had legislative districts in 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 western PA that were down to like forty-two thousand. They lost mm-hmm. that many people in a in a ten-year span. So those districts have to get geographically bigger, and there are other districts that are and those 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 areas move around. So we actually there were four legislative districts that moved from western PA to eastern PA in that two thousand and fourteen redistricting plan. Okay. Um, one of them happened to come to Lee Valley. One went to Monroe County, one went down to Chester. I forget where the other one went. So they so there were four seats that moved from those areas of the Commonwealth over to our side. And that that growth is happening. That's still happening as we see all over the place. Sure. Yeah. So my district, even though geographically it's the smallest in the Lee Valley, I, I I'd wager a guess that when the census data comes out, mm-hmm. I bet I actually currently represent. As many as many folks, if not more than more than half of the Lehigh Valley reps, which is why we're going to redo the lines again, presumably next year. Is that is that, if, is that is is something that, you do every year or is it like every four to, years we check uh, in? So officially we do it every 10 years when the census data yeah. comes out. Oh, yeah, ten years sense. ago, uh, there was a court case over it. We threw the maps out. So we actually did it eight years ago, but we're okay. supposed to do it every 10 years along with the uh, census data. Okay.
2: And on your end, you're from Center City, so it's oh, not like this is new. No. Where did you Where did you grow up? I mean, I know you went to Central Catholic. Um, how was that? Like back in the because we grew up roughly around the same time. So yeah. I grew up in a I had a town of five thousand people. Was a town I grew up in?
0: That's probably your block. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I. So I'm actually that I know of sixth generation Allentown kid. Wow. and not Lea Valley, not Greater Lea Valley, but City Allentown kid. My dad was a city worker. Uh, grew up in the grew up in the first ward, the ward of Allentown. My grandfather uh, worked for Beltlandic. Grew up across the street from the fairgrounds, which was then Camp Crane. You go, mm-hmm. you keep going back. My family's lived in Allentown for generations. My kids are seventh generation Allentown residents, and uh, and uh, they're actually students in the Allentown school district. I say yeah. I grew up at Tenth and Chew, but that's only about. Half right. Because I was a okay. super poor kid. I actually lived in nine places by the time I was 18 years old. So Damn. I lived at, at on the east side of Allentown. I lived uh, on the south side a little bit. I lived at, down at 230 Ridge Avenue down the ward. I lived on Linden Street. I lived on Shoe Street in multiple places. So I moved around a bunch because, again, I was a poor kid. My dad was my, my my dad didn't graduate from high school. My dad had his own issues. And so it, and I'm an only child. So it's just me, mom and dad. And so we bounced around a lot. But mm-hmm. I mostly grew up in Center City, Allentown.
1: The Burke Insurance Agency is family owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township and they represent Erie, Grange and Progressive Insurance companies. Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley, for real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They are also community-minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610-691 Three seven four three, or find them on Facebook. Everything again is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment called Burke Insurance today.
2: And hey, what do you do? Like I'm always curious. Well, not always, but a lot of the time I'm curious in you know, how you get this political buck from. Because for me, even personally, like politics-wise, you know, it's only been maybe the last however many years as I'm as I'm maturing that yeah. I get. I realized the, the more the importance of it. But for me, you, you know, you, you graduate Central like you go on to teach in Philly for a little bit, correct? And yep, then yep, yep. What, what was it to you? Because that's the big deal. When you decide, hey, I want to go into public office, you know, get ready, because it's a brand new animal. What was that for you? Why did you want to, to get involved?
0: Yeah. So something really traumatic happened to me in 1992. Uh, we moved from downtown Allentown to McCungie for <laughs> two years and it was the 92 presidential election right okay. and i've always kind of been a little bit salty i've always kind of been a little bit of that guy that's like yeah, a, little, that's yeah. a, a little bit of, a, a little bit of a contrarian and so uh, so we moved to the suburbs for two years we moved into an apartment out in McCungie just mm-hmm. when macunji was blowing up and mm-hmm. it's very different now than what it was then of, uh, than it was then of course um, and my parents put me into public school for one year at Iyer Junior High School in the East Penn School District. And I literally knew nobody. I, I think two kids I was vaguely familiar with that passed sure. through Catholic school. Uh, I didn't know where Mukunji was. Now, just think about it today in, in, uh, in, in, in you know, in Leah Valley Parlin. It's like, no, everybody. Mukunji's huge. And Lower Mac, Upper sure, Mac, yeah. yeah. But at the time, 1992 was very different. Right parents moved me out there. It was the 92 presidential election. I was a smart kid. I was in like all honors classes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. There. But like everybody was all ginned up and geared up and really super excited to reelect George Bush. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't fit in with any of you guys. And if you're all saying we all love this guy, George Bush, I guess I'm on the other side. So I'm just going to be a contrarian. And I'll be like, I like this dude from Arkansas, Bill Clinton. Okay. And my dad was a union guy. My dad what about was Ross Perot. Nothing in there. Like, would- so anyway, I was for the guy in a- <laughs> Arkansas. I'm just leaving that alone. Was, why not Ross Perot? Cause he was never serious. Um, and so I was, I, I, I was, my dad was a union guy. My dad was a blue collar city worker for 33 years. Uh, my mom and dad always voted. They always voted Democrat, but never really talked about politics. It was just sure. something that they did. They. My dad wasn't like a union leader or anything like that. And so I said to my mom, I'm like, Hey, we're talking about the election. All these kids that I don't particularly care for, uh that you know they they all like this guy George Bush are you voting for him and she's like nope I'm like cool so I really am a Schwire and she's like yep and so it really it really was a culture shock of being a super poor kid who owned two pairs of jeans moving out to an area of the world that was far more affluent Mm -hmm. and me understanding that I just come from a literally a different side of the railroad track and And so it was, it it was one of those things and I was always, I was like, even going back to like fifth and sixth grade, social studies was always my favorite class. Mm -hmm. I loved watching, looking, like looking at the maps of like, you, you know, the 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 drive to the sea in the Civil War or, or you sure, know, the gay yeah. invasions and all that, like that stuff always sort of fascinated me. Um, so I guess I just had a, 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 you know, a natural interest in sort of social studies and history. And then 92, when I had that, you know, weird sort of random culture shock, and then a, you know, quick conversation with my mom and dad. And, you know, next thing you know, I was bit with a bug and here I am 153 years later or whatever it is. It's, uh, it's
2: interesting because, I mean, I always remember politics growing up. I mean, it's, you can't avoid it, but clearly now more than ever, it's just something that is so like, everyone's talking about it. Like it's not where, you know, you could be for somebody else and it doesn't really matter. Like now it matters to some degree. And it's, it's just weird to see that, you know, hopefully maybe that tones down a little bit, just in terms of the divisiveness. Like, I don't like you just because of that reason, but right. should be a thing.
0: I agree. My, one of my closest friends in Harrisburg is as conservative as I am liberal. Um, he, I, I grew up in inner city Allentown moving around. Uh, he was homeschooled in Bedford. Uh, I, I, I worked in government and politics and, and all that stuff in my life. He was a, a he was the business manager of a, if I recall correctly, a Methodist church. I, I mean, diametrically, oh, yeah. And he's one of my closest friends out there and and so uh, what what bothers me most about the about the tone and tenor of the conversation is that you know outside forces and more and and not all, not all of them are nefarious it, it it is but the the conversations and the pressures that we that we get from our political extremes on both sides on the left and the right and i'm a really liberal democrat i'm not a mm-hmm. i'm not a you know i'm not an extreme moderate you know i'm definitely center left um, you know, kind of try to drive those wedges between us. It takes effort. It's no different than a family, right? Uh, it, it takes effort to try to build those relationships, to maintain those relationships, and focus on what matters, which is getting stuff done for our constituency, for our communities, for our neighbors, for our families, for our, you know, those. Like, that's supposed to be our job. There used to be an old adage that we all agreed on where we wanted to get to. We just had different ideas on how we, how we want to get there. It, that's fraying. And yeah. we, you know, and honest to God, like the, the, the external threats that we face, um, democracy I, I, and I'm gonna get nerdy here. Democracy matters. We're supposed to be encouraging people to to vote, and then we're supposed to accept the election the outcomes of the election. Sure. Yeah. So long and 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 I'm allowed to disagree with family members. I'm allowed to disagree with people. Um, and and that's okay. I, I think one of the one of the worst things that we've ever done as a society is come up with the adage, the two things that you don't talk about at the dinner table is politics. politics." Sure. That is number one, that's supposed to be the safest space to have a conversation about tough things. Number one, number two, if you're not talking about faith and, and and politics, what else is there to talk about aside from, you know, obscured, TV, Christmas movies, like some of that, like, even with me, you know, let's be honest, I'm
2: a 40 year old white guy, you know, I'm supposed to not talk about my feelings and I'm not supposed to talk about it. And I think that is going away. And, and with it becomes, you know, a lot of the things or the rhetoric you see online, isn't based in actual conversation where, you know, you're talking, I'm actively listening. I'm taking in what you're saying. I'm processing it. I'm thinking about how to respond. A lot of it is I've seen it. I'm right, you're wrong. The point of this conversation is for me to find a way to make sure that I prove to you that I'm correct, whether it's confusing you or using disinformation. And at the end of the day, I'm happy that I came to that result and I move on. Where it should be, we, even if, like you said, we disagree, we can understand each other's viewpoint through quality conversation.
0: Absolutely. We also have made a fundamental uh, mistake in American society, American life, where we cover political races as if it's a football game. Now, I went to Penn State. Um, I went to high school with a number of guys who played at Penn State and other places. Mm -hmm. You know, like my, you know, and my favorite sport is baseball, right? So like, you know, I I understand the natural inherent American desire to keep score on everything, but that's not what government is about. Government is not not actually (laughs) a sport. Government is something completely different, but we cover government as if it's a horse race or a football game, and that's dumb because the people think they win if somebody stops talking to them. You think you won an argument. Meanwhile, the plant down the street, the factory down the street, still closed. You still don't have enough uh, enough firefighters in your community, and uh, and and poor people are getting poor, and richer people are getting richer. Like, like, what are we? How are we judging success in politics? It's not about winning an election. Right. Um, and, and I know like a lot of people in politics disagree with me on that. I like politics. I love government. Like politics is the means to govern in America. And yet we talk about the thing that matters is the politics and not the government. The government is sp- the, the actual job of governing is what is supposed to matter, not the score ahead of time. Politics is preseason. Government is the, is the actual regular season. And we need to actually put a focus and, a, and, a, and, a, and an effort to understand that, you know, people should judge me not on how much money I raised or how many doors I knocked on, but judge me on whether or not Allentown's in a better place today than it was, you know, two years ago. And that's, and that's what we've missed. And that's what we've lost sight of in, in, in America, today, at least from my perspective.
2: Let's talk about that. I mean, clearly, two years ago, we didn't think we would be in this position now. Um, And I and I said we want to talk about like, some of the things are clearly top of mind with restaurants being, yeah. you know, one of those. You know, my viewpoint is that they should be paid to close. Now I'm sure that there are people who can disagree with me because you want to be able to work and and it's your you know your business and it's your baby. I get that. Somebody told me to shut down. I get. It. But it's hard to tell these restaurant owners you need to shut down for the health of society. But by the way, we're not going to give you anything. Like, yeah. It's one of the most catch-22 things I've ever seen. How, what, what do you say? When, what is... Um, it,
0: it, candidly... Um, um, candidly... Well, fundamentally, I just agree with you. Candidly, the state screwed up. We screwed up. Now, I voted against the budget that took all of our state money and used it to fill our 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 incredible deficit on the on the state level i voted against that because we should have been using a a portion of those dollars to invest in human beings to invest in making sure that individuals have what they need to get through these tough times right like i i already started by saying i'm a product of being a really poor kid Mm -hmm. and i only went to college because the community invested in me my dad didn't graduate from high school neither of my parents didn't go didn't go to college neither of my parents went to college and and yet I was able to go to a state subsidized school, get an honors degree, had opportunities after graduation because the states, uh, the state, the people, the Commonwealth, the taxpayers helped me pay for college. Mm-hmm. And and we should be extending those same sorts of help to folks no matter where they are in this world. I wanted to use a big chunk of what was called the CARES Act money. I don't have mm-hmm. to get that nerdy. I wanted to invest a big chunk of that money into. Uh, the, just for people who aren't aware, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand as much as
2: you, but for there sure. was a chunk of money that needed yes. to be used by a certain date, and Correct. if not, then it would go
0: to paying the debt of the state. But there's an opportunity to yes. use it. From- we, we had $1.13 we billion. We had a billion dollars of money that the federal government gave us that was left over that we, could, that we had the choice of what we could do with that money. We, made a ch- we could have used it to backfill holes in our budget, or we could have used that money to invest in businesses, individuals, uh, medical personnel, first-line uh, first workers, all those folks. We chose as a Commonwealth, even though I disagreed with it and voted against it, we chose as a Commonwealth to use it to backfill our budget. As a result, there was no money left. What are the 100%. arguments to that? What are, the ar- what are their arguments to backfill the, the, the budget instead of doing it? it it's very simple. You, we have to have a balanced budget in Pennsylvania. So we could have either used that billion dollars, billion plus to backfill our budget, or we could have made massive cuts in state government, which was a non-starter. Or we could have raised taxes, which frankly, terrible things to say. I would have voted for a tax increase, but there was no will to do that. Or we could have borrowed money, which there might have been an opportunity to borrow money but there weren't enough votes for it so uh, so either we use that money to backfill our, our 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 budget hole we cut a whole bunch of jobs out of the state including things like teachers or we or we borrow money i would have voted for either borrowing or or a tax increase those options weren't presented to me so mm-hmm. so that was that's basically the argument right you got you, you you can't you can't you, you we always have to pay our bills in pennsylvania or we have to cut our expenses and when we're talking about a billion dollars cutting expenses, that's a lot of jobs, that's a lot of programs. And so there was a decision made to use that money so that we didn't have to make any of those cuts. Option three, which I would have supported, was either a borrowing or a tax increase to mm-hmm. be able to get us through this time. If my bigger concern, I don't want to say bigger concern, that's not thats not fair. The entrepreneurs, whether they're, they're small retailers, like in downtown Allentown, we still have men's stores and women's stores and, and companies and stuff on our ham on Hamilton street. I have restaurants all around, uh, all around Allentown that are, that are, that are really struggling by complying. And then we have people sure. that are just willfully and non-compliant right. that are that are making more money because they have a competitive advantage over the people that are complying, and so the entire the entire the entire system is messed up right now. Meanwhile, our COVID cases are hovering around 10,000 a day. They've been right. as high as almost 13. They've been as low as 8,500, 7,500. 7, but uh, you know, our hospitals are. Leah Valley and Saint Luke's are doing okay, but surrounding hospitals are on the brink. You know, our our death rates are going up all over the place like we have this major pandemic that is all over the place that we're not controlling because people are a tired b numb c economically at a in a bad spot where they can't actually make a living feed their family take care of their 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 essentials and we're not Mm -hmm. giving them any sort of any sort of thing in in addition to the to support for our small businesses restaurants retail shops etc I am really worried about two crises that are sort of mirror each other, that are sort of uh, two sides of the same coin, which are the the eviction and 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 foreclosure crisis. People are going to be losing their homes and their apartments because they can't pay it, and also the a crisis on utility debt. Um, people not paying their electric bill, people not paying right. their gas bill, people not paying their water bill. The, it's the same sort of problem. Both of those will ma- will exacerbate housing insecurity, a.k.a. homelessness across Pennsylvania if we don't invest in that. We had plans to use some of that CARES Act money, some of that billion dollars, not only to help our small businesses, which we absolutely needed to do, but to also help those folks that are in that crisis mode. When that was taken away from us, that's why I voted against the budget, because we didn't invest in people. We were investing in government. We weren't investing in people. And, you know, it's weird. I'm a a liberal Democrat it's weird to hear a Democrat saying we should be investing in people and not in government and hearing conservative Republicans saying no, we need to invest in government. That is a really weird turn of events, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Welcome to And it's just, you see, and I'm sure you are aware, like I have, I know personal people who are,
2: they shut down, like they're done. Yeah. There are a couple of restaurants that are just closed and that's yeah. it. Like they, they, they can't sell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's why I just, I can't look at some of the, as long as they're, if they're open in compliance, right? So say there's restaurant X is open, they're still, in, they're still in compliance with these pre mandates. How can you look them in the eye and say, okay, you know, don't, if you don't try to do this, then you might not be able to make rent or make your mortgage payment. But I also don't agree with you doing it because of the risk and of what's going on with COVID in the community right now. But right. they're really, that's why. It's so frustrating and, you know, I'm just somebody sitting here talking about it. Being in the yep. middle of it has to be just catastrophic.
0: And 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 I, you know, I obviously won't use the name of any restaurants. That wouldn't be fair to any of the businesses. But I've mm-hmm. had a couple of restaurants in my district, a couple of of, of manufacturers of food products. I, I serve on, uh, one of the committees I serve on is the, liquor, uh, uh, is the Liquor Control Committee. So everything that's an LCB issue goes through um, one of the committees I serve on. So any, any Lehigh Valley restaurant that has a liquor license, you know, I've made policies that have impacted their business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have, I was actually a um, fun fact. I was legislator of the year for the beer Alliance last year. Um, so do you these
2: cool. Do you get all these cool. Uh, is, is that the one where you're like, you guys, um, if you're going to come in to be on a committee, you want to get on the PLCB committee.
0: So <laughs> I, I have all these manufacturers in my district, right? So like is yeah. in my district, hijinks is in my district. I have, uh, Colony Meadery is headquartered in my sure, district. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have, there's, uh, I, I have two distilleries, um, uh, Gallows Hill and County Seat. The, the people that own Sleepy Cat Urban Winery live in my district. So like, I have a big niche market. They create a lot of jobs. I wanted to be on it to support that industry because mm-hmm. it's a growing niche right. industry in my district. Um, but because of that, like I have relationships with all those folks. I've had more than a few of them call me up and saying, Hey, we're not trying to narc on on our on our colleagues they they don't ever call each other competitors we don't want to narc on our colleagues but there are other ones that aren't compliant why is it fair that i'm shutting down and, then, and there's, there's yeah that? and, then, and, and so that's so like, too yeah that's a that's a real th- that's a real that's a real problem too so like i, I agree with you george 100% that we should have spent the, those dollars on 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 business supports but also investing in people I I you know I I represent the I only represent one school district in the mm-hmm. in 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 uh, uh, in the legislature. Steve Samuelson and I are the only two legislators in the Lehi Valley that only represent one school district. He only represents okay. Bethlehem. Yep. I only represent Allentown, right? Um, And and so my district, I had over I have seventeen thousand kids in the Allentown school district. Two of whom are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had three thousand kids at the start of this year that didn't have access to the internet. We had enough Chromebooks. We had enough wi- uh, devices, laptops, and those things to make sure our kids, and we're 100% virtual. And so, but we had 3,000 kids in the Allentown School District that didn't have access to the internet. So they
2: just don't have it, whether
0: it's not available right. in their right. home, they, they, they yep. can't afford it. Yep, yep. Now we, we solved that problem. This, you know, coupled with the school district, I got a grant, the school district fronted the money. We were able to get these kids, uh, uh, all these kids' Wi-Fi hotspots so we we solved that problem but that's the kind of stuff that we need to be doing a better job of across sure. Pennsylvania it always period full stop but especially when we're in a pandemic like this if it, you know that's the kind of stuff that we were able to do for Allentown because we got creative and identified the problem early on but that's investing in people that's the kind of stuff that we need to be doing a better job of and instead of just worrying about you know I don't want to raise you know taxes by 0.1% which is a penny on a dollar. I don't want to raise taxes, a penny on the dollar, because you know, I have people might get mad at me somewhere. Yeah, I, it's like I'm, I, I, you know, yes, people might get mad at you, but I had, a, a, but at the start of the school year, I had three thousand kids who couldn't access Google Classroom, and so I'm sorry that people are going to send you a, a nasty email. Too bad. This is the job you signed up for. So I get mm-hmm. really frustrated when I talk about this stuff because again, our job is supposed to be helping individuals helping, helping our business owners, helping these folks. And we failed to do that as common. And what, I mean, you can't even,
2: you know, talking about restaurants, you can't even tell them now because the, the, the new deal, I don't know what is in there specifically for restaurants in the federal level, right? Um, but, statewide, a- yeah, but statewide, you know, at this point, nothing on the, on the agenda. So the winter is going to be tough. I mean, we work with a couple of restaurants that are doing everything they can within the guidelines to, to try to make it happen. But yeah.
0: I yeah. don't know how they do it. Yeah, our, you know? our, uh, there, there are, and there are things that we can do, but we're really talking about pennies on the dollar. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you, you know, there uh, I've been part of talks that have tried to do things like let restaurants deliver single drinks right now. You can pick it up. So if you go to insert name of your favorite restaurant here sure. and, and you, you know, it's a Mexican place and you're going to order your, your 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 mole and your chicken mole and then you're gonna you want a couple margaritas with it you can buy that at their doorstep take it out but Mm -hmm. if they're gonna deliver that chicken mole they can't deliver the margaritas with them that's stupid you know why that's
2: that's stupid i'll tell you why because there's an app you can use called GoPuff, and there's sure there's other ones they can deliver alcohol in my house and they just check my id um yeah, I hope I'm
0: not getting them in trouble. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, i I know GoPuff. Um, okay. They, they, um, uh, you, you can do that. They have to get a license with the Commonwealth for okay. everybody that they're delivering for. Ah, all right. again, stuff like that is stupid. I actually am yeah. of the opinion that we should be able to just use Uber Eats or, or, or you know, uh, DoorDash or. You know, any of the you're delivering those
2: it to someone's house. I think that's
0: right. safer than anything possible. Like I'm it's giving it. Better to you. than it's consuming driving home. Yeah. So we we have we have things that we can be doing that we're yeah. trying to move the agenda forward. But you know, again, candidly, you know, the minute you start doing it for one of those organizations, so taverns, for example, now the beer stores want to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm fine with letting everybody do it. But that's a cultural change in a state that is not very good at making cultural changes very quick, that we're just not there. And I, I, I want to provide as much flexibility for, the, for folks as possible. You know, the the, the, the the restaurants that are in the restaurants, the micros that are in my district, I talk to them on a regular basis. They all know me. They know that we're trying to find ways. We were able, before the pandemic, to do something, for example, for me, right? So mm-hmm. South Bethlehem Colonies down there. They're headquartered yep. in my district. I, I, I know I know Greg and I know Greg no, they're, well. great, they're, great. they're they're awesome. Greg and Mike are awesome. and so um and I, I, so like we, ch- we we changed the law to help them, so they're now categorized. Uh, they can sell six packs now. So like things yeah. like that that we've been able to do. I've been trying to fight for these guys through the years. There's other stuff that we need to do like we're we're're we're, there's more attention now being paid to these folks than ever before, but there are still some pretty big obstacles in the way. trying.
2: Let's we'll move back to some fun stuff. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Fun. I know you're busy. <laughs> no, because that's some heavy stuff, you know? And it's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I just, I always think of like, how long you feel like you're at the end of the year, but it's like, we're really looking at the summer till things can even kind of look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, the, 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 so we are encouraged by the vaccines. Um yep. they, are, they are going out. Um, it's great. Um, it's wonderful news. Uh, and And so far, it's been orderly. But it's been orderly because we know who's being targeted. So, when, you know, it's healthcare workers, it's people in nursing homes, those sorts of things. At some point in time, it's going to be a little bit sticky. And everybody's just going to have to, I I hate to say it, we all have to be prepared, myself included, um, to just know that it's going to get sticky at some point in time. And there are people that are going to try to jump lines. And we're already hearing that that there are, you know, uber wealthy people that are trying to buy them on the black market and stuff. And I, I, let, it's gonna, it's gonna get done. It's just gonna be a little mm-hmm. process, and we're gonna have to sort of deal with that. So, so let's talk about
2: Allentown. For yeah.
0: A bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm in. Let's well, go. So, I
2: mean, I'm in Bethlehem. I haven't been able to leave Bethlehem much in the last eight months. So, you know, I, I've been sure, eating sure. a lot of uh,
0: pots, hot dogs.
2: So, will going Willie Joe's. All right.
0: Yeah, it's one hundred right. percent Willie Joe's. First of all, fun fact: Yakos only has one facility left in allentown two if you count their little stand at the arena but i don't because I don't that, have one, that one up by the air is that in bethlehem uh, that's in hanover township the one in the south mall of salisbury township you got the one in emmaus you got the one in mcunji uh the only one left in the city limits of allentown is in the west end on hamilton street. so uh, so willie joe's has two one on lehigh street uh in the south side mm-hmm. and one in uh 15th and liberty street so uh, uh, so all due respect to everybody who thinks yakos is actually the allentown hot dog i will argue uh, uh, that's and, that is, and that's Willie joe's and it's funny steve gross who uh used to cover sports for the morning call steve and i used to talk about this he worked at Willie joe's and there are there there's there's an underground movement for Willie joe's being the old uh the the, the official hot dog of of the lehigh valley
2: the only thing I, I, you know, I love them all. I love that we're able to fight about this because some people get mad about it, like mad mad. And in fact, Who I'm gets an, mad about eating more hot
0: dogs. That sounds like everything I want to do in life.
2: I am an administrator on the Lehigh Valley hot dog appreciation, a society page, which you can join on Facebook. I, I will and, do that. And do this all day long. Um, <laughs> well, I was say. Yeah. The only thing that Yako's I don't like is I feel like they sit on their laurels a little bit. You know, they yeah. don't fight for themselves. You know, Potts is in there, but Willie Joel. You have all all these guys. uh, You know, different, and I feel like Yakus doesn't. They're not trying hard enough. They're losing.
0: It's 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 such an old Allentown thing, right? Like I, I, I said, I'm a sixth generation Allentown kid that I can figure out that in my best of my knowledge, and and so it's such an Allentown thing to be like, well. We have Hesse's. We haven't had Hesse's in 20 years. Yes, so, le- so so, let's not pretend that Hesse's is coming back. I, yeah. I, 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 my mom maxed out her credit cards for me when I went to kindergarten on Oshkosh Gosh stuff at Hesse's. I get it. I loved it. We did all of our Christmas shopping in the sure. in the, the bargain basement section. It's a different oh, world. It's different, right? So step your game up, Yakos. Now, I do have somewhere <laughs> in my uh, – hold on. I, I do have this. Oh, yeah. So I I do have my Yakos hot dog stuffed my stuffed wiener and yeah I said that on <laughs> purpose I do have my stuffed Yakko's wiener because at the end of the day I am an Allentown guy and Willie Joe's never made one. Well but, I'll tell you uh, too
2: the uh, Yakos has a secret menu kind of it's like handwritten they have a, a hamburger <laughs> with a hot dog on it that could be one of my favorite things that's made locally in Lehigh Valley.
0: Yeah I I, I would I would I would do that now <laughs> seriously, now I will say I also have a hot take on Yakko's. <laughs> Which is every and and my dad growing up, we used to go to the one at Six and Liberty Street. Um, actually, I guess it's technically Park in Liberty, but anyway, um, we used to go there all the time, and he'd always get me chocolate milk, right? And everybody's like, "You gotta get the chocolate milk with it." Wrong. That is incorrect. The only the best beverage with a Yakos hot dog is a cherry coke, and I will get in a fight with somebody over that.
2: Okay, I grape soda is mine. Oh, sure, sure, I, sure. So I
0: get it. We're the right the same It's a thing. little heavy. Yeah, me. it's just it's just weird like I, I know it's an allentown thing but uh, give me the cherry coke every day and you know people
2: argue about hot dogs but the reason i like pots the most they put the cheese is on the bottom yep. they have um i like they have a burke's hot dog i really like, but the cheese, everything on the bottom really works for me um and i enjoy their chili more than
0: anybody else's and 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 for me willie joe's has the best uh the best roles also the one on lehigh street as you can get like a 16 ounce beer for two bucks and so you know i again i'm gonna i'm gonna stump for my guys but i agree with you on one thing i i i I will eat all of them gladly happily and tell everybody that that is cuisine in the lehigh valley
2: and you know where else is my favorite
0: and this isn't like a secret or anything but i don't think it gets enough love is zandy's um. So, fun fact: Ed Zandarski and I have known each other a long time. Oh, yeah. When I ran for city council in two thousand seven and reelection in two thousand eleven, I announced both my candidacies. Okay,
2: good. Yeah, Dude, I love yeah, that
0: food. Yeah, you walk yeah. in
2: there, and I feel like I'm in not not whatever year. You know, you go back in time a little bit, but the food is. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And right across the street is Double Decker. I, I, I think you're a music guy too. Oh, you, so yeah. I'll, I'll go hang out with Jamie across the street all the time, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's such a cool little niche part of the Lehigh Valley right there. It is a step back in time, you know. It's it's you know you got the you, and but you also have a little Spanish restaurant right there on the corner, and you got you got a, a little pizza shop down the street, Georgia Gorgies, and it's a fun little spot. Yeah. And this one thing we're kind of wrapping up on this a little bit, but sure, one sure. thing that I've noticed at least personally and
2: maybe for other people during this time with heightened technology and we can't see each other but we're using all this technology to, to interact all the time i have like three monitors in front of me now <laughs> we have been finding as a family more more fun in having vinyl records that we can play and spend time around yes and it isn't it was, it's not even like this conscious decision that hey we're gonna i want to do this because i'm you know the great parent it's just becoming like. I don't know. Like, we're appreciating the things that are more um, close to us. We're appreciating our downtown more. We're appreciating yep. our community more because we have to rely on these people. Where maybe in the past it was just
0: something we didn't really think about board games. Uh, yeah. so, we just bought stuff for Christmas for our cousins. Yeah, yeah. So, so I made the mistake of trying to teach my kids. Uh, my wife and I were, te- uh, were 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 bored and we're like, let's play board game. And there's only so oh. many times you can grab life. We're sorry. And so I grabbed Risk. Oh, that did not go over well. Oh, my thirteen-year-old is so competitive, and my nine-year-old beat her. And watching a nine-year-old girl beat a thirteen-year-old girl at Risk is it? Don't do that.
2: Do, just don't. Like, do like, that. Did you take so, Australia? That's so why you had to hide out down there.
0: It, and that never works because it's not worth enough, right? You always have to yeah. go after South America or North America. It's always a, a better play. But it, it's it, it, it was just <laughs> it. Was, it was good, just, uh, and my my nine year old her favorite animal is a lemur, which is only found on the island of Madagascar, okay. and so all she wanted to do was get Madagascar. She didn't care if she won the game, and then she <laughs> ended up beating my thirteen year old, and it was just it was I
2: feel a like the, 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 Madag- the, the lemur offensive. That's right. You right. right. know that
0: That's right. That's right. The, a death by the ringtail. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we say I've seen we put uh, put risk up in the cabinet. It's up there now. It's not coming back anytime soon. We'll go you know, back. daughter's only forward.
2: 4. We've been playing some shoots and ladders, but she's really up for anything. It's just a combination of stuff. We just looked at my wife and I're just like, "Listen, we're in this box for right. and you know with the current things are going on now, we've made the decision to kind of duct tape ourselves in yep. for as much as we can. Um and we have to live with each other. And and that's been something that's really, you know, I think our marriage is going to be better for it. I know other people's might not be the case, but it has been just like developing your relationship, and I'm sure for you with your, your jobs, you know, working with all these things during a crisis, but even as people, you know, learning to work with each other, yeah. too. It's, it's, uh, hopefully, my hope for other people is that you grew as a person during this period. Because if you Absolutely. did, that's not, you know, that's, that's not good.
0: I've, I've been lucky. Like, in my office, um, my, knock on wood, my staff has all been healthy throughout the process. All the people that I've been close to, my family's all been healthy. My mom uh who lives around the corner from me i I live in an old-fashioned sort of traditional neighborhood um where where you know our elementary school is two blocks away Mm -hmm. uh, and there are tons of kids in my neighborhood they're my 13 year old's a bit of a 13 year old and so you know in anime i don't understand but it's a thing again like i I know yeah, like whatever hey you're not hurting anybody (laughs) it's fine but um but but she's a competitive swimmer so she was doing her thing and up until just two weeks ago, she was still swimming. So she had socialization that way. My yeah. girl we're very cautious. We limited our interactions to the best of our ability. The times that I believe that I've been exposed, I've called mm-hmm. my physician. I've taken two COVID tests myself. But, my, but we'll let my, daughter, my daughters play with their friends outside so long as they're being responsible. And they have been. And I know we all know each other's families and everything else. Right. And that has been wonderful to see. You know, when when the snowstorm hit last week, we went to the Parkway to our favorite hill, and we ran into neighbors that were snow that were sledding with their kids. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, you know, so that sort of stuff has been sort of rekindled um, during you know during the summertime. You know, just whatever we could do to get outside, we were doing it. And it, you know, that stuff has been wonderful. We bought a we grew. bought a
2: kayak. Like there was never a yeah. thing. And and I'm like, hey, we gotta go do something that we're not around people. What can we do? And yeah. and we we did that. So
0: yeah both of my kids got i mean they always could ride they they've been able to ride bikes now for a, a bunch of years but you know watching them take their bikes down to the parkway i live in that little neighborhood right by yeah, the like the parkway that. and so you know them taking the r- long rides through there and like finding all the backwoods and all that all the stuff that i used to do as a kid now mine were usually in alleys and i was you know probably that's <laughs> spots. But that's not sure. the same ideas and you know, honestly, yeah. like, you know, there, there, there is something to be said to retor- return to some semblance of put the phone down. And that has mm-hmm. been happening. So, yeah, and, you know, even, even with
2: there- me and I, my whole thing is my life's on the phone. But you have to acknowledge it and understand what is a good limit. Yeah. And if you let that get away from you, it's going to have bad repercussions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, I, Well, go ahead.
0: No, no, I was going to say. Gonna say, that say speaking of limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get paid to talk for a living. So, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and like, just other stuff. Like, <laughs> I've, I, I've picked up my guitar again, and I've been playing that really steadily over the course of the last year. This
2: and, is vital for me. Like, my mom, uh, she passed away 10 years ago, but she collected vital. You know, I've always I kept her collection. And then I've been going through um, working at night, I've been listening to Spotify, and it yeah. suggests these bands. So I'm finding these bands from Australia. I really enjoy them. And they're small bands, but I can buy their vinyl and they're writing like handwritten notes. Like, thank you so much. That's awesome. I mean, it's Really neat. And then we get them in the mail. We get all excited because they take 10 years to get here now <laughs> and we, and we play them. And it's just like, it's a different experience. And that's one thing that I hope when this is over that we don't forget. Like, I don't want to rush out the door all the time and, you know, to, to take time to do those things, yeah, whether or not you have kids or not, it's not all about that. It's about, Taking time for yourself too,
0: absolutely.
2: You know? Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, listen, I'll let you go. I'm sure you have important things to do. Like get more opportunities for us to order alcohol through delivery.
0: <laughs> we gotta get we, we gotta get <laughs> sworn in first. But uh, yeah, there, there's we're, right now. This is the time of year where you get all your legislation ready. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. My staff and I are going through. What I've introduced in the past, what I want to be working on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's good
2: to know because like, you know with social media, just all all people read a lot as a headline. It's hard to get, you know, hey, here are the good things I did. It's hard to like get all that information out there and, and to get people to read it because they're just reading, you know, the, the thing of the day. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's stuff, but
0: it. you know, I love this job. Um, I and it, I, I mean, I, things you're supposed to say, but it's absolutely true. It, you know i get to serve my hometown and right. and you know i was city council president for a while and you know it's it's just you know when you could drive through a neighborhood and you could say i helped that person with something or i helped that business or i you know it's a, it's it it, it 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 hits you and it's really hitting me this time of year so <laughs> well, I, uh with everything going on so it's, it's been great i love like the
2: just one more thought people complain about we're always going to complain you complain about where you live because you live there and you see everything every day right but i think it's you know you 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 look at where you live if you take a little bit of it's not saying never complain about things and yes you need to complain to maybe if there's a pothole nobody's filling you're gonna have to say something but it's also like what can i do can i do a little bit like is there something that i can do to help out Yep. i think a lot of people have been doing that even if it's a little bit a little bit from everybody it goes a long way so
0: absolutely absolutely
2: right. hey, listen peter uh, i appreciate it hang on the line there i gotta finish up but yes. i appreciate you taking some time and hopefully you we'll come back on uh, another time anytime love it this was great all
1: day. I'm in. <laughs> thank you representative schweier for coming on the show thank you to everybody who listened to season three we're gonna take a little bit of time off hopefully not too much we have some fun things planned for season four so please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date. if you want to get more in touch with us there are links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening to Leah Valley with Love podcast and have a great 2021.